Come and let your presence. Come and let your presence fill our praise, fill our praise. Come and let your presence fill this place. Come and let your presence fill our praise, fill our praise. Come and let your presence fill this place. Come and let your presence fill our praise.
that again. We have come to give you
You're the one.
you dance. So I just encourage you to come out to the front, to come in the middle. Dance off your sorrows. And receive his joy.
up a song to the Lord. may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. O storm-battered city, troubled and desolate, I will rebuild you with precious jewels and make your foundations from lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli is a turquoise stone, and it refers to the nations. And then the Lord gave me in Isaiah 61. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. The descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that there are people the Lord has blessed. Not just some people, everyone. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for He has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in His wedding suit, or a bride with her jewels. I don't know if you've noticed my jewels. The Sovereign Lord will show His justice to the nations of the world. That's for you, America. The Sovereign Lord will show His justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise Him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. So right now, I just speak as we go into this next song, Lord, I just declare over America, I declare over Richmond, Virginia, arise and shine, beautiful bride of the King, the Most High Lord. It's time to wakey, wakey. the book. What if this book was just 
the beginning of a magnificent story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's put our praise together. Let's put our hearts together. And let's believe for revival. Let's believe for an outpouring. Some of you, you're not too old. You're not too young. Everyone, this is the beginning of something new. And I declare right now a new season over Richmond, Virginia. I declare not one single person untouched. I declare not one single person unchanged here tonight. I declare that tonight not one single person will go home not knowing the love of God. I declare the revelation of the Father. Lord, release your spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let your love, let your love come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same again. Never the same. Let's worship. Let's go back to In the River. I felt like, that's like my favorite song at the moment. I felt like we didn't quite do it justice, right? The Lord loves joy. And if we have to think about the fact that he says he spins and he dances all around over us. I mean, can you imagine sitting in your chair and God's like, And you're like, yes, Lord, yes. No, come on. Just imagine him. He's taking out his hand. He's like, will you have a dance with me? Will you worship me? Come like a child.
tonight, we God. We come alive in the river. Oh, Lord. We come alive in the river. Yes, Lord. Give us an injection of life. feel like maybe God just wants to pour out a little bit more tonight, do a little bit more than he's ever done in your life before. I want us to, uh, we're going to stand back up in just a second here, but that's all right. Woo, leave the AC. I love Ephesians. I love how Paul tries to just share with us the, the amazing capacity that's found in God. It's just, it's unbelievable. When Paul says, and in, in, uh, I believe it's in Corinthians, where he says that this gift of Christ is indescribable. Uh, can he, he can't even do it, but he tries here. And I love this. I'm just going to read this to you because I, I want us to get in our hearts tonight that God just wants to do more. Amen? God wants to do more. I hope you have an expectation of more tonight. But out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. I love that. There's no poverty in God. Out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. This is out of the Amplified Version. But Christ, Christ, through your faith, actually dwells, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. He goes on in verse 18, he says, that you may have the power and be strong. Everybody say, be strong. Amen. It's the will of the Lord for us to be strong, to apprehend and grasp with all the saints. God's devoted people, the experience of that love. Amen. What is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it? See, it's just, it's, it's, it's too, it's, the height of it is too great, the breadth of it is too great, the length of it is too great, the depth of it is too great, that you may actually come to know practically through the experience for yourselves. Not that you hear from someone else that tells you about it, but you experience it. God wants you tonight, he wants you to leave this place and say, listen, I'm not going on someone else's experience or someone else's testimony, although those are wonderful things, but I tonight am going to experience something from the Lord. Amen, amen, wow. Experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge. That which is without experience, just knowledge that you may be filled through all your being and to the fullest of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence become a body wholly filled. I love this, how it says, wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Wow. Wouldn't you like to be a part of a flood tonight? Wouldn't that be fun? Now to him who by in the consequence of the action of his power does it work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do it supernaturally. 
and do it super abundantly, far above, above all we could dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, dreams. And then he says, to him be the glory in the church in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. There's no end. I tell you guys, there's no end. There's no end. No end. I want you to all stand up, okay? And I want you to grab, get in groups of about three or four. And I just want you to take a moment as you pray for each other and just pray for more, more, more. That you are a conduit tonight of the more of God. You are the vessel being poured out, that contact with the Lord. You are the more of God. Father, we pray tonight, Lord God. Yes, for more, more, Lord God. We thank you, Father. Thank you tonight, Lord God, that, Father, you will pour in beyond measure, Lord God, that we may experience you beyond measure, Father. May we be filled with you beyond measure, God. Just keep praying, keep praying. Just declare that more, that more of God, that more, that, that infinite capacity that's in him, that treasure that's within the Lord. This is going to be poured out over you, poured out over you, in you, through you. It's going to change you, going to change you, going to change you tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. We're hungry, Lord, we're hungry. We're hungry, Father, for all that is within you, for all that is within you. Just keep praying. Keep praying. If you don't know what to pray, just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit over that person next to you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Uh, Thank you, Father, more, 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 more. Yes, Lord. God, we're not holding back tonight. We're not in being reserved tonight, Lord God. God, we want all that you have planned for tonight. Everything, Lord God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now just receive it in. Begin to receive it in. Just begin to drink it in. Just begin to receive it in. Just saying, Lord, I receive it, God. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, we just thank you for the river flowing in this place tonight, Lord God. The Holy Spirit moving. He is welcome in this place. He's welcome in our lives. He is welcome. He is welcome. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Just let it soak in tonight. Just let it soak in tonight.
Uh, just drinking in that you can't drink anymore. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you tonight. Just the full manifestation of who you are, God. Through the power of your word, the anointing of your word. God, we just thank you for just that, that prophetic outflow in this place tonight of just what God wants to bring forth and say, Father, we thank you, God, for signs and wonders in this place tonight, healings, Lord God, signs and wonders, Father. It just gets us to shake our head. We can't believe it could be that wonderful, to be that good. Thank you, God. Father, we release it. We release it, Lord God, into this place tonight, Father. We release it, Lord God, into this place tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. All right. All right, all right, all right. Give somebody a hug. Give somebody a hug. Say it's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, just keep loving on each other. Find someone that looks like, boy, they could really use a measure of love right now. Thank you, God. All right. Well, welcome tonight. So glad you could, after a long week, actually probably a little bit shorter week with the fourth on Monday, how many of you messed you up this week? <laughs> this seemed like the week flew by. I know it, <laughs> the K and me, it just kind of flew by, didn't it, honey? And uh, I can tell you there's still more on my, my to-do list to do. I didn't get it all done. That's all right. Well, welcome tonight. Good to have you at Harvest. And we are thrilled to have Lindy Ann with us tonight. Now, with the South African accent, is it Lindy Ann Hopley? Hopley. Okay. <laughs> As Southern, it would be Hopley. <laughs> Lindy Ann Hopley. <laughs> but we are glad to have Lindy Ann with us. And uh, she is uh, extraordinary. You'll, you'll come to know extraordinary young lady that uh, God's released her into, into the nations. She just, uh, uh, it's amazing. Cindy was telling me some of the things you were sharing with her about how you just said, you got a word from the Lord, and I have no money, I have no plane ticket, I have nothing, but you went and God just supplied everything. Amazing. And uh, she is a graduate of the Bethel School of Ministry, and uh, and she is a part of, the church in Cape Town, South Africa, with Pastor Bill Bennett, our good friend. Yay. 
And, uh, and Bill, like I said, called me some time back and said, listen, there's a young lady that's going to be in the States, and you've got to have her. If there's any possible way, you've got to have her at your church. And so I said, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. And so uh, I figured, well, if it came from Pastor Bill, then he's got the seal of approval, honey, you know. And uh, But we are thrilled to have Lindy in with us tonight. Tomorrow for our women's meeting and luncheon starting at 1030. Uh, we encourage you ladies to come out to that. And then Sunday morning at 10 and Sunday night at 6 o'clock. So we're going to have a great full weekend. And uh, I just encourage you after tonight that you call people up on the phone and say, listen, you got to come out. you got to be here. God is doing something great. So, um, Lindy, you ready, baby? Woo! Amen. Come on. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. Wow. Is it the fire of God in here or is it just me? Woo! It's hot. It's hot in the house. No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so cool to be here. My name is Lindy Ann and I am African. It's such an honor to be here. Um, I'm on a coast-to-coast glory tour. I started in San Francisco, and you guys are my last stop, but last but not least. Amen? The way I know God is that he moves from glory to glory, so I would be very excited if I was you because we've been seeing deaf ears here. We've seen metal dissolve, MS heal. Um, God is in the healing business. He's just like that. He's a good, good father, and so he likes breaking out and doing all his tricks. That's what he paid for, and uh, so we're just glad because I just get to... uh, pick the fruit. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you're hungry tonight, but we're going to eat some good fruit that the cross produced for us. And um, so I know, I hope you know Jesus tonight, because if you don't, don't worry. You'll know him after this evening. Because when Jesus walked the earth, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And he was the very one that said, listen, you're going to walk in the same things I've walked in and in greater things. Amen. So I don't know what your, what your goal is, but mine is the greater things. And since Jesus put a cap on it, I'm saying unlimited glory. Hallelujah. Who knows what God has in store for us such a time as this. So, yes. So I quickly wanted to just give you a, a little intro to my beautiful necklace. Because when it was Esther's turn to go to the king, they said that the, they could take any amount of jewelry and clothing they wanted to. But... Esther decided to take only one piece. What a weird woman. I mean, what type of woman says just one, right? So I decided to follow Esther's example, but Esther never said how big that one piece was. You know what I mean? So I'm like a go big or go home type of girl. So I decided to go big and I'm still here. Um, A few years ago, God appeared to me. Jesus appeared to me on a white horse. I was actually, Jesus culture was in Cape Town. Um, I was a revivalist before, went to Bethel, just by the way. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher you can get. Amen? So you're not missing out on a thing. If you're hungry, he says, I will feed feed you. And I was hungry. Man, I was hungry before I met Jesus. I was eating all the wrong food. Mm. But that's okay. He forgave me and look at me now. But I promise you, if God can use me, he can use any one of us. Because I was not just the worst non-Christian I knew. Then I became the worst Christian I knew. I was just go big or go home all the time. But I was going big or going home for some wrong reasons. My home would have been the wrong place if I didn't come to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, Jesus appears to me on a white horse during this worship session in Cape Town. 
And my friend had just shared with me a dream that she had had about Jesus coming on a white horse, and behind him there are all these other horses with our individual names on it, like individual people, you know, that she knows. But all the horses were empty, and God was inviting them to come and ride with him. So as Jesus appears to me on this white horse, on the side it said, King of kings and Lord of lords. I was still a young Christian. I did not know that it said that in the book of Revelation. So when I spotted it late, I was like, that was cool. Anyway. So Jesus appears, and immediately I look behind him to see where's my horse. And Jesus said, uh-uh, come up here. He patted the back of his, his horse. So I jump up with him, and we go out, and he takes me up into the galaxies. We look back at the earth, and God, Jesus is in front of me on his horse, and we're looking down, and planet Earth's way down there, and he says to me, this is your inheritance. I was like, mm, yes, Lord. You know, like, we've all read that in the Bible somewhere, right? And I'm like, yes. And he turns around, re really knowing that I have no idea what he's talking about, and he's like, no. And he looked me straight in the eyes. He said, this belongs you. And here I am traveling all over the earth because I believe it is our inheritance. And I want to get Jesus' full reward. But there's one thing that gets me excited is to see Jesus glorified, is to see God revealed as a good father. Because so many people and religion has told us that he's still looking for a sacrifice. He's still looking for a, for a slave, someone that will pay the penance. But he said, I've paid the price. It is finished. I've come that you might have not life and life and terribly boring. No, he said, I've come that you can have life and life in abundance. So I'm all about the abundant life. And, um, and I've seen him. I've experienced him. Everything that I experienced with God was not really anything I learned in the Bible. It took me quite a while as a Christian to believe that the Bible really was written by God. When he finally revealed it to me, I was like in tears and I said, Lord, I repent. If there's one thing I can realize now is that there was only one author of this book. It's just way too clever. It's cl more cleverer than any of us. Do you know what I mean? It just hooks together like the Old Testament and the New Testament on top of one another. I mean, they needed divine revelation and in intervention to write an awesome book like this. <clears throat> so anyway, I wanted to share a fun story with you just because I love America. This is my first time in Richmond, Virginia, by the way. But I have visited here. My first time was in 2011 when I did the Bethel School of Worship. That was the time when I pretty much had $300 in my pocket. I had three months with no accommodation, no food, no nothing. Just enough money to pay for school and my flight here. And I said, Lord, if you did it for John T. Lake, you're going to have to do it for me. You need to send strangers that say, hey, I had a dream about you. We'll host you. We'll feed you because he didn't give me enough money. Right? So then he's got to show something else, right? Show me the money or make the provision. And that's exactly what he did. Even when I went into um, LA, I went into, Ro not Ro is it Rodeo Drive? Rodeo Drive, sometimes I get the streets, the fancy streets confused. But anyway, I'm in Rodeo Drive, and there's a Victoria's Secret. Now, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. Don't think too hard. But in South Africa, we didn't have one at the time. And I was always saw it in the movies, and I was like, Victoria's Secret. So I go inside, and inside I get stuck in the perfume section. And I'm like, Smells so good. Smells so good. But it's my third day of my three-month trip with $300. No ways. And I'm not even flying out of L.A. I flew in there. I've still got to go up to Reading, then to Chicago, then to New York. 
with $300. And I did say, Lord, I would love a MacBook Pro. I'd love some Dermalogica products, which I don't use anymore, so don't bless me if I'm some of that. And, and, and I literally went home with all that stuff. So there was no way, okay, but I gave the punch away now, but you, there's no way that I was going to buy myself perfume on my third day with my $300 when I still have three months. No way. But the next day something happens and I'm so upset. Now, I don't know about you, but I just go right to the big boss and I was angry at God. You know, I was like, where are you? You know, I came here for worship school. I've come to do something for you and I feel like you've dropped me. I don't know. Do you guys ever feel that way? I'm sure you guys are like, you never have that experience. You guys are amazing. I can just see the Holy, Holy Spirit all over you. But in my case, I was so upset. And I was like, still like, I was such a sport brat. And I was just like, God, where are you? And eventually I arrive at San Jose, San Jose. Um, it's in California. And I still have to take a bus to the event that I flew I flew two weeks early into America to attend a conference there. And the guys that were going to pick me up that I got on Craigslist, they came four hours late, which means I was going to miss the first night of a two-night conference. Not okay. Okay, I come from Africa. I'm not from down the road. I was so angry. There are better words I could use, but that's the best one for now because we're in the church. I was mad, and I was weeping. And finally, when I get to San Jose, I'm literally, I've got my suitcases. Now, I don't know if the men understand this, but I've got two suitcases that are rolling over here. The handbag's falling off the shoulder. It's heavier than ever. My hat's on my head, and I'm like, (gasps) and I head to the bus stop, and it's pitch black. There's no one there. I get this, buy this bus ticket. I go sit on the bus stop waiting for my bus to go to Santa Cruz. That's where I was heading. And as I sit there and I'm weeping, everything's coming out everywhere. And I look to my left and there's a bottle of Victoria's Secret fragrance on the bench. But I was like this. (laughs) But it was occasions like this that I realized that God is really in love with us. He's not just in love with the idea to use us for ministry to save the world, but he actually died for me as an individual. That he's actually a good daddy that wants to do fun things for his children. Because if our earthly dads do stuff like that, I mean, you look at this. No, where are those two little girls who are dancing here? Do you think they need the little flowers on the shoes and a little dress that goes out and I don't know what? And sometimes they've got a ballerina tutu and they've got a crown on the head and... And the Lord said to me one time, he said, do you think they need these kind of things? I'm like, no, Lord. He says, but don't you think it's the the pleasure of the parents to give it? He's like, how much more your heavenly father loves to treat you and spoil you. And I was just like, okay, daddy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So on one of my America trips, this is a really fun story. I ended up in Florida for the Reinhard Bonnke School of Evangelism. This was two years ago. Again, no money, literally crying. And when I say no money, okay, some of you are like drinking your Starbucks five whatever coffee and you're like, I'm so broke right now. I'm talking about I cried when my toothpaste ran out, okay? I couldn't afford a coffee. And this is what type of level of faith I was walking in at that stage. And I was like, I'm lying in, in, in Los Angeles on a couch and I'm crying. I had been ministering with some uh, ministers and I was like, Lord, They've all gone home now. I don't have a flight ticket back to South Africa yet. My visa is expiring. 
I wanted to go right now to Bonky School, but they denied me because I couldn't even contribute towards the deposit. And, um, and I'm like, Wah! and suddenly I get a message. And it says, hey, we will pay for your flight ticket back to South Africa. Now, I didn't post anything on Facebook. I was just crying out to the Lord on the couch. I like it there. So he, someone messaged me and says, we'll book a flight for you. I'm like, praise the Lord. Someone else contacts me, in the, like literally while I'm crying on the couch. Hey, um, what do you need? And I was like, I need to go to Rhino Bonky School, but they don't, it's really expensive. And they've already denied me. They've like said, sorry, no entry, right? Go. And I'm like, so this lady's like, oh, I'll contribute towards the school. And, and I'm like, okay. So I write them back. I said, I know you've denied me, but now some money has come in and I could contribute. And they're like, we'll give you a 50% scholarship. Boom. Next thing someone else phones, they're like, we'll pay for your flight. Boom. I'm off. And I'm in Reinhardt Bonky School of Evangelism. Hallelujah. And now what was so fun is when I, as I arrive, I get hosted by my friend um, Kitty and her husband Michael. They were just actually traveling with me. If you want to know who they are, they are on my Facebook live feed because she went with Tallahassee with me, to, with me this time. But she ends up hosting me. She gives me her white SUV. There she goes. I don't even know the people. Literally, my friend waited for them at Moonstone Restaurant in Redding, California. And when she heard I was going to Florida, she said, hey, does anyone know who can host this fiery evangelist? Wara, wara. And she was like, fiery We'll have her. And so I stayed there. And um, what was so great, they ended up asking me if I would do meetings in, at night. So I would go to school during the day, and I would do a meeting at the in night. And so one night, we finished around like midnight. And the one lady, Cheryl, another good friend of mine, she owns, a, um, she's an esthetician. So she has like a beauty salon. And she's like, oh, Lindy Ann, can I take you to my beauty salon? Now we're like four girls in the car. We're like, oh, off to the beauty salon at midnight. We get in there. She has this beauty cabinet. I mean, jewelry cabinet. And, but it's like nice, blingy stuff. Now, not as big as this, but it bling, right? Very bling. And she says to me, Lindy Ann, why don't you pick yourself a piece? And I was like, ooh, sparkle, sparkle. You know, I'm just like, which one, Lord? Ooh. So I picked one. I really liked it. And now I'm on the, on the bed, right? Now she's busy giving me a massage and she's doing a little facial on me. And the next thing she's got frankincense and myrrh out there. And she says, you know, Lindy Ann, I really want you to pick yourself another piece of jewelry. And I'm like, oh, no, no, one is enough. I'm like, what? What did I just say? <laughs> I mean, that's so not me, right? Less is not more for me. And so I was like, I was like Lord, why on earth would I say something like that? And he said, because Esther took only one. Esther took only one piece because she relied on God. And I was like, okay, Lord, I trust you. And it was amazing because at the end of that week, my, my visa was expiring on the Sunday. The people who said they'd get the ticket for me were using miles, so they could only fly me soon as Tuesday. Right, so I would be illegal in the country. I was still on a student visa, but I was, I'd also had a, a, a visitor's visa. So I would be able to leave and come back, but who on earth knows where I would go? So everyone's like, Lindy Ann, what are you going to do? Your visa's expiring. And I was like, ah, oh, the Lord's going to open a door. You know, someone's going to invite me to Canada to preach there or something. Who knows? At this stage, I wasn't like a preacher, preacher yet. And, uh, but I was like, God's going to do something. Who knows what he's going to do, but he's going to do something. Saturday rolls over, and someone blesses me with a $500 check. So I look online. 
cheapest, closest place that doesn't need a passport for South African? Bahamas. I said, yes, please. Thank you, Lord. $325 for a return flight. So Sunday morning, I go to the airport, I buy my ticket, and I get on the airplane. Right? I take my little carry-on, I leave the big bag at Kitty's house, and off I go. Now listen here. If you do the math, 500 minus 325. It's not a lot of money left. But now, obviously, I could have just flown out, had my passport stamp, come back and caught the Tuesday flight. But now the way that I know God the Father, what are the chances he's going to send me to the Bahamas just to come home again? He's not like that, no. So I was like, Lord, I'm going in faith for five days, okay? But I don't know how I'm going to pay, how I'm going to nothing, but God's going to make a plan. I don't know people there, but God knows people there. Amen? And here we go. As I'm standing in the line, literally, to get onto the airplane, right? We're busy boarding. I'm standing there, beep, 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 beep on my phone. I say, okay, hello. Now, it's a lady who was in one of the groups where I was ministering. A stranger. I don't know her. She messages me, I felt led to pay for your first two nights in the Bahamas. I praise the Lord. Whoops, there goes the Wi-Fi. I don't know where the place is. Okay, <laughs> I'm on the plane. So when I got there, I had no address. I had no idea where I was going. But someone had told me about a church there, about Miles Monroe's church when he was still alive. So I get to the, um, to the airport. Now I've got no Wi-Fi still. Bahamas airport's not helping me out, nothing. And I just go to the taxi man. I say, I need to go to this Miles Monroe church because I had planned it so I arrived. My flight would be kind of in time for the service. That's all I know because I don't have the address where I'm meant to go live. And apparently I can only check in after 3 o'clock and now it's like 10 in the morning. So off I go to Miles Monroe. 25 bucks for the taxi. I thought, yo, I'm broke already. Anyway, and I'm off to the church. I sit there and it's packed. And um, I thought, well, I pretty much stick out like a sore thumb there. And I thought, no, people will come. You know, they'll see I'm a tourist and they'll be like, hello, hello, hello. No, Father's Day, everyone else, hey, poof, they're out the door, they want to go have lunch with their families. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Lord, I need a divine appointment. My expectation was like, people are going to be like, wow, where are you from? We've never seen you here. Um, you know, obviously not from Bahamas. You know, blah, blah, blah. No. And I thought they would go for lunch with them, and eventually they would take me to my residence, you know? No, they left without me. I was the only one still sitting in the church. I said, Lord, I need a divine appointment. I'm stuck. And I don't have another 25 bucks for tax. Never mind. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm sitting there. I'm like, Lord, help. This little boy comes up to me. He's like, excuse me, madam. I need sponsorship for America. I said, oh, my words, boy. I'm so sorry. I need sponsorship too. (laughs) I said, I don't even have a ride home. Oh, they give free rides at the info desk. Hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) I had no idea. So I go to the info desk, and this guy comes up. He happens to be the graphic designer of the church, and he also, um, he's also one of the chauffeurs. So he said to me, oh, is it your first time here? I'm also one of the drivers here. I'll give you a ride. I said, yes, it's my first time. Well, I'll just show you the whole island. I say, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus is my savior. And off we go. And as we start speaking, he's asking me, how did I get here? You know, I'm telling him stories like, wow, you really hear the voice of the Lord. This is incredible, you know. And I said, well, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. I said, but I can pray for you too. Well, my spiritual mentor said that when I get baptized in the Spirit, when I get baptized, I must also get baptized in fire. So I realized he's saying that he has not 
been baptized in water yet. So I'm like, oh, okay, double whammy. Here we go. I said, no, he's going to show me the beaches. So I said, okay, yes, I will baptize you in fire. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, actually, right? But he also wanted to be baptized in water. So it was so cool. Here I am, first time in the Bahamas. I baptize a graphic design of the church in the ocean and then in fire. Hallelujah. Come on. He takes me. No, no, now he takes me to the place he lives because he helped me with the Wi-Fi, etc. He says, Foxy Hill, you're crazy. You can't stay there. I said, because now, you know, when you're walking in faith and sometimes it's a little bit shaky and, and someone wants to help you doubt even more, you know, I'm like, shh, 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 just, just keep, because he's like, you can't stay here. You need to go somewhere else. I'm like, I don't have money. I'm staying right here. God is a divine, shh, shut up, brother. God is a divine appointment for me. Stop talking, you know. And here we go to Fox Hill. I'm staying there. I'm like, Lord, okay. I don't know what you have up your sleeve. The next day I go running. I end up in the grave site, right? Graveyard, what do you call it? The cemetery. There we go. Cemetery. Cemetery? Hmm. Anyway. So I'm there, and there's this man picking up tins in the, in the, in, in the, between the grave. I go up to him. I'm like, brother, has anyone told you that? Jesus loves you. He's got an amazing plan for your life. He just starts to cry, gives his life to Jesus right there. We walk down to the beach together and dunk, down he goes. Another one bites the dust. It was so cool. God was just hooking up divine appointments everywhere. So I stayed there for two days. The graphic designer picked me up. He went, showed me around really fun. We went to the backpackers. Now the backpackers is like 100 bucks a night. Okay, so I thought, okay, I've got 125. I've spent the 25 so I can spend $100. But then I'm screwed, basically. Okay. So I'm like, okay, Lord, while I'm standing in faith, I'll stay here this, the third night, and then we'll see what happens. I kid you not. They told me I don't have to book. When I went there, after, and I walked for two hours to save eight bucks or whatever it would have cost me to get there, I'm walking for two hours with my rollie, you know, I'm like, it starts to rain. I'm like, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> I get to the backpackers. Guess what? They fool. I'm like, this is the cheapest place I know of in the Bahamas after Googling and whatever, right? I'm like, now, now I've got the river, but it's wanting to come out of my eyes, you know? It's like, stream up a well. Sing up. And I'm like, okay, no, I believe, I believe God's going to look after me. Yes, yes, yes. And there's this big parrot sitting there, this colorful parrot on a stick. And I'm just like, okay, I can't cry now. The parrot is funny. Okay, just focus on the parrot. You know, because I'm about to wonko, poof, you know, I'm just about to give in. And I walk up to the counter again. I say, ma'am, because now it's raining outside. Not all. I say, ma'am, do you maybe know of any other place that I could possibly stay at? Possibly less expensive. And she's like, well, and I can see she's not meant to tell me. She's like, there's this lady that lives around the corner and she has rooms, but she might, she's usually full because she's quite cheap. So I go around the corner. And now it's raining. I'm like, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, we will not be shaken. We will, you know, I'm going and I'm there. And I ring this bell and it's like stairs that go up with this big gate, iron gate. I ring the bell and this lady comes out and she shouts at me. She goes, what's your name? I said, Lord, what's her name? Maria. <laughs> she said, how you know that? I said, God told me. My son, he's missionary. Come inside, come inside. So what I did not realize is that the Bahamas is also full of Greek people. So Maria, Maria would have actually been an easy guess, but <laughs> I had no idea. 
And so she lets me in. The AC in my room doesn't work. Praise the Lord. I'm African. I don't use AC. So she's like, you can have it for 35 a night. I'm like, woo, thank you, Lord. 35 a night in the Bahamas. I'm set. I ask her, listen, do you know of any place where I can get something cheap to eat? She's like, hold on. Hold a minute. I come back. She goes to the room. She's like, she's like angry love, you know. She comes back. <laughs> she has a plate of food. And she's like, there was leftovers, chicken, rice, like a really nice homemade, you know, cooked meal. I was just like, Jesus, love me so much, so much, so much. Anyway, the next morning she goes down. Now there's like this little shop at the bottom. It's like a real like typical cafe. There's like nothing there. It's like sweets, drinks, pies, and bread. You know, like one of those like, and there's toothpaste and, you know, <clears throat> And she's like, these are my friends. They love Jesus too. Da, 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 da. And I'm like chatting to them. Now I've got my running clothes on. I'm about to have a jog. They say, oh, you love Jesus. We want to bless you with breakfast. They give me like coffee, but we're not talking about, Starbucks is quite bad, actually. Actually bad coffee. But anyway, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like this type of coffee down here. I mean, just cheap, cheap, cheap coffee. The pie is that orange pie. Have you seen that one? An orange pie. It's like, it's, no, no, it's not pumpkin. It's artificial something. It's like coloring. I mean, this is like, but I mean, this is like widow's might. You know what I mean? Like they blessed me, but I was like, and listen here, beggars can't be choosers. So I'm like, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, okay. And, but now I can't jog because now I have a pie in my hand, right? And a coffee. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll have my breakfast before I go. I end up, who's been to the Bahamas? Okay, quite a few of you. So, you know, they have that straw market there. There's probably about a hundred, um, it's like every meter, what do you call it? Like every, there's a space like this and then store owner, next store owner, next store owner. They are right next to one another. They pretty much all sell the same thing. It's straw, hats, handbag, this thing and a parrot on the thing. And a, it's just, you know, it's like typical, it's tourist town. It's a, a straw, everything, straw, you name it. And the first person I thought, okay, well, I'll just look through the market. I was going to come anyway, since I have this coffee and pie to finish, I might as well you know. So I get to the first lady with my coffee and my pie, and the Lord says arthritis. I say, hey, you are struggling with arthritis. <gasps> How did you know? I'm like, okay, put the pie and the coffee down. Thank you, Lord. I speak healing now in the name of Jesus. Now check it out. Woo! Hey, there's a healer in the house. <laughs> I prayed for over a hundred people. I led three lesbians to the Lord. One American tourist was there. She started weeping as she heard me sharing with the um, store owner. She said, I want to give my life to Jesus too. Listen, but now time's ticking and I need to get to the beach and I still wanted to jog as well. But the pie and the coffee's finished, so finally I can go and everyone's been prayed for, okay? So I walk outside, there's a man on a bench with crutches. I thought, ah, Lord, looks like exercise gone to the birds, you know? We're going to just pray for more people. I pray for him. He gets totally healed. He's sitting on the bench. He's like, wow, wow, I couldn't do that before. And he starts walking around. He's like, wow, 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 totally healed. I'm like, okay, it's too late. It's noon. It's the sun is out. I'm going to go back to my, to my place and get my bikini on, right? So I need to go to the beach. So anyway, so, so much for the jog. I go back to the um, apartment. I get my sarong, my bikini, and I'm like, time to go to the beach. As I hit the beach, there's a guy that comes up to me. He's like, ma'am, can I interest you in some water sport? I'm like, uh, love water sport, zero money, but thank you so much. Now he's like, okay, but now listen here, do you maybe want something else? No, no, he's like starting to peddle drugs amongst other things. And I'm like, so now I'm, suddenly I go into, I'm like, 
in my bikini. And my friends teased me. They said, I've got a bikini ministry. But anyway, I start preaching the gospel to this guy. I'm like, listen, yeah, I've got something to sell you. And I start telling him about Jesus. And the next thing, he stands there with his eyes the size of side plates. And he's like, I thought I was coming to speak to a pretty girl. He said, but wow, I've just ran into something more than that. Gave his life to Jesus. The next day I was back. I saw him again. He's like, man, I didn't want to tell you, but I really made a decision for Jesus. I left everything. I used to prostitute my body selling drugs. This is what I do on the beach. Baptize him right there. I would have showed you the video, but I'm in my bikini. (laughs) So you don't get to see it. But it all happened. It was glorious. And as I go down the beach, another guy, he somehow jumps into the ocean next to me naked. I'm like, excuse me, are you, where's your pants? <laughs> I said, put back your pants. Where's your pants? Like I couldn't see it was quite dark. But anyway, next thing we're preaching the gospel to him. He's got it with his pants on, don't worry. We're preaching the gospel to him. And before I know it, he's hitting on another girl, but he gave us his snorkel to use for free. So I'm snorkeling there with another girl I met on the beach. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like this with a snorkel on this one. Ah! <laughs> this girl says to me, what's going on with you? I said, man, I'm just so happy. <laughs> Jesus is crazy. And uh, the next thing we jump over to the another shore next to the golf course, and there are golf balls everywhere in the water. And I'm like, Okay, I start collecting golf balls. I'm pushing them in anywhere I can. And then when the golfers came around, we sold it, made 20 bucks, and I could buy everyone dinner that night. Hallelujah! (laughs) We ate the conch salad. So good. But you know what was so fun? That day when we walked back, or actually the day I was walking back on my own. Now, if you've been to the main beach, you'll know there's pretty much, there's no um, coral or tropical fish or anything on the main beach. It's just too busy. It's pretty much just a white beach. If you're lucky, you might see like a stingray or something. And as I'm walking through the water, and I literally have like my little sarong and my whatever I had, water bottle here on my shoulder, and I'm wading through the water like this deep. I'm like doing like some exercise walking home, you know, since I didn't get my jogging. And I'm walking home, and I'm like, now I speak to God in Afrikaans, but since only rifle might understand Afrikaans and Nicole, I'll skip it. But I was like, ach Lord, send a dolphin or something that I can look at while I'm walking across the beach. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm walking, walking, I literally, I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to see something, you know, I'm like looking for some action. I look down, I kid you not, there's a tropical fish swimming right here. And I'm like, What? It's one of those purple ones. It's Dory, basically. <laughs> purple with a yellow, right? I found Dory. And now I want to catch him. I'm walking, and I'm literally like, I'm like this. I'm walking. Listen, he's swimming here. I, like this. And he swims around my bum. I kid you not. And he's swimming with me. 20 minutes, that fish swam with me. Wow. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. And I just, you know, people say, how do you do what you do? I say, come with me, you'll see. It's so exciting to start falling in love with the lover of all lovers, the stalker of all stalkers. And now if you knew, (laughs) he really is. Listen. 
I backslid so bad, and he would stalk me. He wouldn't let me go. Because you know, God says that even if we are unfaithful, he stays faithful. I had one encounter with God in a Methodist church one day. I'd been to church all my life, okay? Like, but I'm talking about the church where you really believe that God isn't real, okay? Or he's terribly boring. Oh, he's just so not for me. Okay. Uh, So I went to a church like that, unfortunately. And, you know, even though I sat in church all my life, I never met God. But one day, I went to a youth group uh, meeting with some girls. They were older girls, you know, in school, so they're very cool. And they invited me. So I'm like, woohoo. I go. And, but the thing that really drew me was the heart youth leader. Oh, I was there every week. So in love, not with Jesus, but the youth leader. Um, but by the time they invited me with to church, I was so in love with the people. I so loved everyone, not just the youth leader anymore. He was too old for me. He wasn't interested. I was sad. But anyway. <laughs> so my name, Lindy Ann, means beautiful witness or lo- a lovely and grace. It also means that. So my ministry's name is Beautiful Witness. And this guy comes up to me reading. He says, well, I'll just call myself the handsome evangelist. <laughs> so anyway, if you know any handsome evangelist, I think it will go well with the beautiful witness. <laughs> anyway. So um, <laughs> you got to advertise while you have the mic. Anyway, so <laughs> um, I told you tonight it wasn't going to be boring. So... You know, God said to me one time, he said, Lydia, and you'll be so embarrassed if you knew how funny I was. I was like, Lord, please don't show me. <laughs> but if you just look at your neighbor right now, you will know that God has a sense of humor. <laughs> if you look at a giraffe, you realize, well, God must really be funny. Huh? <laughs> I have no idea where I was in my story. But anyway, the hot youth leader, yes, let's get back to the fire. So... Joy angels, okay, woo. Anyway, so there I am at this youth meeting. (laughs) And you know, when they said, when I walked into that little Methodist church, wooden pews and all, I experienced the first time in my... She just fell out of her chair. <laughs> Woo, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. <laughs> you guys are funny. I know this comes from the top down. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> anyway, so I go into this meth more Lord. We go into this Methodist church, and as I walked in, I said a word that I can't repeat here because I became a Christian in the meantime. <clears throat> but I was like, beep, you're real. Because even though I'd been to church all my life, it was the first time ever that I experienced the manifest tangible presence of God. Hallelujah. And that's what changes everything. But even though I still did not realize at all 
What? You guys, just be free. Just laugh ahead. I can also be loud. I'll just talk right over you. I really have a thrumping voice. <clears throat> so anyway, I just said, I was just like, Lord, I just remember weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping. And I was like, God, I never knew you were real. I never knew that you actually existed. Because by that time, I'd made peace with the fact that God wasn't real. That people, that was a bunch of BS, right? I was just like always saying, oh, that's a bunch of BS. You know, like this God thing. And I didn't want to believe something because God, because I, I woke, woke up with a Bible next to my bed every morning. Do you know what I mean? Because my parents believed. I was like, show me the money, right? I want the real deal. I, I, if, if it's real, I want to see it. <laughs> Listen, the wine angels, sometimes they don't really, they took over the seats here and now they're going around and they just, maybe you should just sit back, open your hands, you know, <laughs> and just take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> Less think. There's some people here. I've got a serious word for you. Less thinking, sir. You with the blue shirt. More drinking. Okay. (laughs) 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 Papa God, you know. (laughs) Just put your hand on your neighbor. Welcome, Jesus. It was so good because today we were, we were by the river. I won't tell you what we were doing at the river, but tonight when we were singing about that river, I just knew. Listen, you know, are you also a bunch of drinkers here, this state? I mean, is drinking a big problem here? It is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? It's because the people are thirsty. <laughs> Seriously. When I was in Russia, anyone from Russia? Do you know, we sat for lunch with the pastors at the table. Now they all, no offense to the pastor, but they're like the pastor's size. You know, they're like nice big fit men, you know? <laughs> well endowed. And they whip out, I don't laugh, some other fit men also here. I said to the, they take out their IDs and passports. Man, they are skinnier than this guy over here. All ex-drug addicts. And there was a hunger there for the Holy Spirit and the supernatural like I have not seen in many places. Russia, from Russia with love. When I called, made an old call to receive the Holy Spirit, listen here, yeah, people are like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, let's come. Maybe one comes to the front. Pick me, pick me, pick me. No? And then the rest comes kind of like up to the front. No, those Russians jumped out of their seats and ran to the front. We were like in a cinema kind of thing. So up, I'm up on a stage, much higher than this. So they're all standing like, yeah, their heads over here. I'm like this, they're down here. They start running up to the stage. It's packed here. The next thing, they are not just running on up to the stage. They start running onto the stage. They end up surrounding me. I have people now lined up like this, facing me on this side. I have people on this side facing me lined up like that. Hunger, a thirst. I love what Paul said. Paul said, 
when he found people who were looking to all kinds of other gods, remember he said there were so many idols and he found one statue that said to the unknown God. He didn't say to them, listen here, turn or burn buddies. I've seen all your idols. Pop idol, time to come down. No, he didn't say anything like that. He said, let me redirect. Let me show you what you've been looking for all this time. Even if we look at the life of Saul, who became Paul, right, Saul. In the Bible, what I love about him, it says that he breathed persecution at every breath. He was a passionate man before he met Jesus. Now, I was a club dancer before I met Jesus. I'm still dancing. Why? Because that was the way God made me. I was just doing it for the wrong reasons, for the wrong people. And I want to tell you now that your country has a thirst for rivers of living water. The woman at the well, she was thirsty. She was thirsty, but not for Jesus. But Jesus was willing to meet her exactly where she was at. She said, sister, he had an American accent. He would have been like, sister, I see that. You're thirsty, huh? (laughs) What do we have to offer? Do we know that we carry the river of living water inside of us? I believe that there's always more. There's always more. But I also believe that we already have a river of living water inside of us that never runs dry. Listen, the word works. We just don't always know how to work it. God has already said you will never thirst again. I don't believe in burnout. Burnout is when your oil ran out. It's like divorce. It happens when your love ran out. But we've got to stay in the intimate place. We have to stay in love with Jesus. Just like any marriage, I'm not going to be the person that makes love at night and offended about something. Then I go for the coffee. I smile at my husband. I go, oh, praise the Lord. Anyway, another day with him. I'm not going to do that. And some people live like that. A lot of us live like that. I'm talking about friends with, with, with roommates, with anything. Don't have to be married to know what I'm talking about. But what do we do when we have that place with someone? We can either speak to them about it, say, hey, this really hurt my heart, and that's why I've got a little attitude towards you right now because I'm offended, basically. Right? But because you know that your, your common vision is to grow closer to one another, that there's a covenant between you, the idea is not to build a stronghold that eventually creates an argument and, a, and a, a paper for divorce. Right? But when we approach God and we say, Lord, my heart's desire is to grow closer to you. And that when we come to him, there's no fear of rejection. But instead, we know that when we come to him and we ask him questions about difficult things, about the mystery box, that we know that this might, this might be something that will actually grow us closer together. When most of us, if you look at what's happening in your nation, you know, some people say, oh, I just don't ask God any question. Good luck with that. Eventually, you're going to have such a massive, big, black offense in your heart, you're going to leave the building. 
I was so lost from God. I was so hungry for love. That was my thing. I would drink so much, I wouldn't even remember who I woke up next to. I was so scared of rejection that I slept with a different guy every night because I couldn't date anyone. I was too scared they would leave me. I was broken. I struggled with, my stronghold really was the fear of rejection. I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. I know he loved me, but he really didn't know how to show it. So I didn't understand the love of the Father at all. And I started looking for love everywhere else. I just wanted someone to tell me that I'm beautiful, that I'm wanted, that I'm lovely. So I was looking for love, looking for love, looking for love, looking for love. But the day I met Jesus, I met love. And the more we adore Him, the more we behold Him, the more we become like Him. We were talking about it today. If we don't know how much God loves us, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. But I'm going to talk more about that with the ladies. Men, you can get the audio. But the reality is I was in such a deep, dark place with God, away from God, that when I finally met my spouse, my husband, Jesus, not for long, I have another one, but at the moment I have one, right? When I finally met him, it was such a sweet, tender, beautiful place that I said, I will allow nothing but nothing but nothing to be to come between me and him. And I actually really felt that we were going to go into miracles tonight. And we might see some of that a little bit later. Depends on how young or old you are, how hurried to get home you are. But I really feel the Lord just leading me into another area right now. Because... The reality is, that life happens, and life doesn't always look like life, it looks like death. The reality is that some things go wrong. I mean, I've been just following a little bit of the news of what's happening in your country, what's going on here, and we have a decision to make. Will we blame our king, or will we blame the enemy? But if you don't know the king, you might get confused and you might blame him for the wrong thing. But discernment 101, if I can teach you anything tonight, is John 10 verse 10. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come to give life and life in abundance. Hallelujah. And so there was a time when I became really offended with God because I felt like he didn't answer my prayers. Now, I was a full-on evangelist. When Reinhard Bonnke prayed for me, I was never the same again. I started preaching to all the club owners that I've done all kinds of things with. I'd be like, shut up. You know you don't have peace. You don't have joy. You don't know what's happening to you when you die. God's knocking on your door. And I'd be like, can I take it back? And I was like, Lord, I don't even believe what I just said, that it's real. And he's like, well, my word says that when you have the Holy Spirit, you have peace, joy, and righteousness. So if people don't have the Holy Spirit, they don't have those things. I said, Lord, but he's got a 21-year-old model girlfriend, a convertible, he owns a club. I mean, what more do you want in life? But God started teaching me through my own mouth evangelism. And hopefully we're going to speak a little bit more about that today. But I'm just filled with goodies. People say to me, what's your life in one sentence? I say, no, man, I can't fit in a box. But anyway, 
I really want to release an importation of power of evangelism this weekend, but I don't think that's going to be happening tonight. So you do better come back. Don't miss out. It's going to be good. Um, just a fun story. When I was in Gallup, I, we had people who had metal in their body start dissolving. I just want to share something from two nights ago. I was in Charlotte. This old uh, Vietnam veteran comes up, and he, man, he just had a bit of everything wrong with him. He says, I can't, I can't taste a thing. And he's, one ear is deaf. I said, well, let's pray for you. I prayed for that deaf ear. The deaf ear opens right up just like that. Start praying for his nose because his nose can't smell either. But then the nose didn't want to get healed. I said, okay, well, wait, and whatever, let's move on to the mouth. Someone bring a mint or a sweet who has something that he can taste. So one of the kids went and fetched a mint in the lobby, the church lobby. Comes, the man puts it in his mouth. He's like, ooh, that's a strong mint. Totally healed, just like that. Hallelujah. We're going to see a whole bunch of miracles. Um, but I specifically want to pray tonight, Lord, what are we doing, Lord? You're all over the show. Last, two years ago, God gave me a dream. And as, a, I was, as I said, I was a radical evangelist. And I had a dream. And in the dream, my dad and my brother got, gave their lives to Jesus. Now I'm super excited because I've been praying for them for years. Anyone here who's been praying for your family members for a couple of years? Exactly, right? So I get this dream from the Lord. He tells me exactly when it will happen, the weekend, the everything, how it's going to happen. I'm like, ooh, it's going to happen while we're on our way to Kenya on a mission trip. Um, and, and while we're staying over at his house, that's when it's going to happen. I was like, praise the Lord. Now we're interceding. I'm fasting. I'm like, oh, this is all going to happen. Just before I go, I get a dream. I don't have my shoes on. Now I know something's wrong, but I've got no idea what's wrong. But as I get to his house that night, I realized that all hell broke loose instead of all of heaven. When I went to Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, amazing miracles everywhere. When I got back home, I didn't want to talk to anyone about Jesus. People said, you're just tired. You've just been to three different nations. Like just... You know, relax. I said, no, that's not me. Because I was like Todd White on acid, okay? I was like, woo, you gotta know Jesus, you gotta know Jesus, you gotta know Jesus, right? I was like that. I was like, woo, 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 woo. Everybody knows, needs to know the king. And uh, when I got home, you know, so I find I took some people's advice. I kind of just relaxed. And finally, two weeks later, I said, Lord, no, something's definitely wrong. He said, you lost faith in your product. He said, you thought that I didn't fulfill my promise to you. And I was like, yes, that's exactly it. I am offended. I'm offended with you, God. And he said, Lindy Ann, you started believing that you wanted to see your father and your brother's salvation more than I do. He said, that's pride. That's exactly what Lucifer did when he tried to take over my job. He said, do you know that healing is also one of my promises? But it doesn't always happen. He said, the problem is not on my side. And that promise wasn't not fulfilled because of God. Something else intervened and I didn't catch it. And I remember weeping and I just said, Lord, deliver me of pride. Deliver me of my pride. And in November, and that's what I want to pray for us tonight. I feel like there's just, there's a lot of things that hits the fan. <laughs> there's a lot of things happening. And, and it's a time where we need to decide what we're going to choose. 
whether we're going to get better or better. And so last year, um, or a, a year after I had the dream, I, had a, I got to go on a road trip with my dad. Now my dad, looks, he looked just like Pastor Doug actually. He's like this tall man, well-endowed little stomach, and he's just like full of jokes, funny. He's also got a blonde hair. And uh, my dad would always say that, my blonde hair, my blonde hair. Anyway, and so I got home. I, I, was, um, I got home from Bethel first year, and my dad said, let's go on a road trip. And I was like, a road trip with my dad? I've never done anything like that. For two years, we didn't even communicate at one time. And then I get home. We go on this road trip. We stop at this gas station. This man comes up. He's holding a baby. Don't know him at all. He doesn't know me, right? He comes up. He says, will you please bless my child? My dad, not a believer at all. He was my personal soul, okay? My personal persecutor. He was like, that was weird. No, I'm like, okay, okay. Anyway, so we carry on. And we go to this one horse town. There's nothing there, literally just like a little hotel. And then the tourists come, they stop there. You sleep over. It's like old school. And you're like, yee, and you go on. There's nothing else in the town except like a little store where you can buy something, a tourist store. So my dad's in the bath. I decide to go have a jog. As I'm jogging, there are two ladies standing at the corner. I say, listen here, you got a stomachache. You got a headache. Yes. I say, put your hand on your stomach. Put your hand on your head. Be healed in Jesus' name. Check it now. Totally healed. Praise the Lord. Okay, I got to get back to my dad. Okay, yeah, I go back up. I'm on the porch with my dad. He's sitting there smoking his cigarette. He says, and the man walks in. This old man, he's the janitor of the little property. I say, hi there. Can we help you? You know, he's just pitched up at the gate standing there. He said, I'm deaf in my right ear. You just prayed for my daughter. She was healed. Will you pray for me? I said, of course, I'll pray for you. Now my dad's sitting there. I walk up to him, I say, right now, come on, this deaf ear to open in the name of Jesus. I say, now try it out. I say, do you hear something? He says, I, th- I think maybe. Okay, let's pray again. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Okay, check it now. Uh, uh, okay, third time that deaf ear pops open just like that. Hallelujah. We go to Mozambique, we're sitting there at a table, a little boy comes running up to the t- table, a little Portuguese boy. He's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And he points at me. Like literally. I mean, this is the funniest thing. We're sitting at the breakfast table. It's like a five-star hotel. We went there for breakfast, me and my dad. And my dad, you just needed to focus on him all the time. Otherwise, there was war, you know. And I was just like, dad, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm thankful. I'm not like speaking to the waitress like I usually do. I'm just, daddy, thank you so much for bringing me here. I'm so glad I'm on this road trip, you and me. Just the two of us. And as suddenly this boy comes born, he's like, mommy, mommy, look, look, look. He's dragging his mother. And the mom's like, um, so sorry, I think he really likes your long hair. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. He. <laughs> so she takes him up. She's like, she drags him away. Up he comes again with the grandmother this time. He's like, Grammy, Grammy, look, look. And he points at me again. And the grandmother says, I saw you the moment you walked in. I see in the spirit and so does my grandson. My dad sitting there at the table. Do you notice in the story that I did not do a single thing? But God said, I was the one that had the plan for your father's salvation, not you. If there's any good idea that we have for for the city of Richmond, for our children, for our families, for our loved ones, 
came out of the heart of the Father first. He said to me that day, he said, Lindy Ann, you fast, you pray, you intercede. He said, you're amazing. But just remember who died for this. And I want to tell you, we can be on our knees weeping our eyes out. But God was the one that died for life, life in abundance, not us. He's the one that died for our best friends to be healed of cancer. He's the one that paid the price. Amen. And so I got to lead my dad to the Lord that holiday. He said, I'm going to give my, he said, pray for me. I want to soften my heart towards the Lord first. I said, oh, come on, really? Are you just going to not give your life to Jesus after he saw a deaf ear? I thought that. I didn't say that. But then I prayed for him. And the next week there was a crisis. I had to fly up. And my dad said, I've softened my heart towards the Lord. I'm ready to give my life to him. And I led him and my brother to Jesus just like I dreamed. I knew it was delayed, but I knew it was God's plan. Hallelujah. So if you're here tonight and you're standing in faith for some of your family members to be saved, I want you to quickly stand up. I was at a meeting like this and I said, okay, we're going to pray for people to get saved. Woman came to the front with her, she, she held up a picture of her son. She said, my son is in marijuana. He's walked away from Jesus. I'm just going to stand up here so they can see me. She said, this, I've got, this is a picture of my son. He needs to come back to Jesus. He's, he's stuck in marijuana. I prayed over him. The Lord showed me the way to pray is not to beg him to come, but it's to move powers and principalities away from that person, whatever's blocking them from the kingdom, receiving the kingdom of heaven. Because God says that every single person has a desire for the kingdom of heaven inside of their hearts already. Okay? So what we need to do is move away whatever's causing um, us not to receive the truth. So anyway, so... Um, she comes up I pray over her the next day she comes to the meeting or she sends a message she said my son had a dream about Jesus last night and in the dream a man approaches her, him in the garden there's a big green bush and the man comes up to her son and says you need to take this green bush out he said I was very scared there was going to be a hole and what was it going to be filled with and God planted a big palm tree. And his dream was actually to come to Florida. And I believe that God's going to make it come true. That's why he showed him that palm tree. He gave his life to Jesus. He left the marijuana. He's a new creation. Amen? God can do the same for you and your loved ones tonight. Because that's his heart. That is who he is. That's what he paid for. We just came along on the bandwagon and we think it's our idea. It was his idea to love, to heal. That's his thing. That's his business. That's what he paid for. Amen. So let's bring them before the Lord right now. Papa God, I thank you right now, Lord, for every person that we know that does not know you, that's walked away from you, or that's never known you before, Father God. Thank you that your word says that we have the authority to tear down walls and to demolish strongholds. So right now in the name of Jesus, I tear down every wall around their mind, intellectualism, atheism, agnosticism in the name of Jesus. Every other religion, every ism, Lord, every mindset that they've come accustomed to, Father God, that they've started believing. Father, we tear down now in the name of Jesus. We speak to every stronghold that's encapsulating them, that's keeping them bondage, fear, pride, rejection, unforgiveness, witchcraft, rebellion. 
fear, we break those things now in the name of Jesus. We demolish those strongholds in Jesus' name. We cut them loose from the plans, the schemes, and the strategies of Satan. And we say no more in Jesus' name. Lord, we release you, Holy Spirit, to do what you do best. Show them the Father. Show them Jesus. We release dreams, visions, encounters in the night. We say, get them, God, and get them good. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We worship you, God. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We love you, Papa God. We believe in you for great things, Father. We believe in you for great things. When I got back from Bethel, so I got to lead my dad to the Lord four days before I left for my second year. Um, And when I got back, from school, you know, he was WhatsApping me. He's like, I'm reading daily devotions by Angus Buckus. I'm this, I'm that. He was just, I'm like, Dad, it's Bucker, not Buckus. Ah, um, Buckus, you know. He's like, he started going to church. He wouldn't go to church twice a Sunday. No one discipling him because his revelation of um, Christ in someone looked like me. And I was pretty crazy. And he knew that if he gave his life to Jesus, that that is what he was putting himself into. That's what he was doing. And he changed overnight from a Saul to a Paul. And I want to say, don't be fooled by the souls in your life. Don't be fooled by those ISIS people. Don't be fooled about people that are passionately against God, against different races. Passionate people were created to be passionate. They're just passionate about the wrong thing. And someone needs to introduce them to the right thing so that they can start becoming passionate about the right thing. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, there's so many things I want to address, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I'm going to release an um, uh, uh, anointing for evangelism tonight. But before I do that, I want to make sure that we know that we're on the right team and whose team we're on, that God's not on our team. He's not coming onto our bandwagon, but we're coming onto his idea, his plan. So when I got back to South Africa, I went, my dad went on, I did a, I was invited to preach in seven different places in South Africa. I knitted together and I did a road trip um, from Mafeking down to Cape Town. And my dad, who... He was just not, him and I were just like worlds apart. And suddenly when he met Jesus, we became the best of friends. He said, can I drive you? Can I be your chauffeur? He was not just my chauffeur. He was my catcher. He saw miracle signs and wonders. He's like, wow, no wonder everyone's so jealous of you. Yo, look at all the things that God is opening up. And before I know it, we're staying in the most fancy place because someone happens to own it in that church that we happen to be going with. My dad and I are just doing this whole road trip. Wouldn't you just love to be able to do that with your dad? After praying for him for 60 years, 60 years to be saved, finally he becomes the father of my dreams. The man that I've been praying for all my life, overnight, just like this, 
God says he can change the direction of a man's heart as if changing the direction of a river. Can you imagine a direction of a river being changed? And um, November, just seven months ago, uh, I was asked if I'd like to be flown up to Johannesburg by a friend of mine. I said yes. Sat, this was at Friday midnight. Saturday morning at 6 a.m. I was on the airplane. And uh, we went up. I phoned my dad. I said, Dad, I'm in Joburg. Where are you? He said, I'm coming to fetch you. <laughs> I surprised him. He said, you're coming to my house. I spent three hours with him. I was telling him about Russia, about Germany. How our ex-imam's leg grew out and his, his operation got canceled. How the Russians were running on the floor, getting slain, getting dragged off the stage. Um, and my dad sat there, this big, big, big six-foot-something man crying and crying and crying. He's like that little chin going. The tears welling up underneath his glasses. I could see he was so proud of me. And it was the grace of God. Because on that Tuesday morning, I got a phone call. Saturday morning I saw him. Sunday I didn't. Monday, Tuesday morning I get a phone call. My dad was murdered in his house by three men. And in that moment, I had a decision to make. Was I going to blame my king or I was going to blame the enemy? Was I going to get better or was I going to get better? And that is the decisions you guys need to make in this time. Are we going to get better or are we going to arise and shine and take out the enemy? This has become fuel on my fire to see more. And some of you here, you have lost loved ones. You've been looking at what's happening in the news and you've started to question God. But I just want to say, my history with Him allowed me to look right past that and to know that it's not my King that still kills and destroys. It's the enemy. And right now, I just want every person to put their hand behind their um, head up here. Because I just want to pray for them. Because there's a spirit of fear and trauma and death that has been released all over the world at the moment. But that's okay because the spirit of life, greater is he that's living inside of us. Amen. Well, let's just bring that before the Lord. Lord, Father, I pray right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, that you would come. That you would come tonight, Lord, and touch every person here, Lord. People that have loved lost ones, Lord, that have been in places where they've said, God, where are you? Where were you when that happened, God? That have questions, that have things that have happened, Lord. There are people here that, have, that were raped, that have been abused, that have gone through crazy accidents, Lord. That have experienced extreme trauma, Lord. And right now, I speak to the spirit of trauma, and I command it to loose every person in the room in Jesus' name. I speak to the spirit of fear and death. If you're feeling the Holy Spirit in your body right now, I just want you to quickly step up. If you can tangibly feel God come on you right now, just step to the front. I'm just going to lay hands on those people. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I speak complete freedom for every person here. From all fear, from trauma, from the spirit of death. From any pride, Father God, that we've entered into, Lord, Lord, known or unknown. Right now, I speak freedom, Lord. I say, bride, come, come, come. Holy Spirit, set us free, Father God, from anything that wants to come against our knowledge of the good, good Father. 
come to the front. Just step up right to the front. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All trauma has to go right now. Any confusion that's been caused, Lord, release your glory. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. More, 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 more of you, Lord. Never the same. Trauma loose. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, sorry. Sorry, step on your hand. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We just speak freedom, healing, and wholeness. Right now, right now, right now of your bride. All trauma has to go. Go, 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 go. In Jesus' name, Lord. All fear. Let perfect love, perfect love, perfect love, perfect love right now, Lord. If there's any trauma, Lord, pain in the body, Lord, I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Lord, let the revelation of a good father, the revelation of a good father, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Holy. All confusion, Father God. If, if you are here tonight and you realize that you are angry with God, as I was speaking, listen, it happens to the best of us, okay? If you realize that you're angry with the Lord, there's something like this in your heart, or you even realize like, you know what, I'm still coming to church. I'm willing to, to go out in the boat again. That's why I'm here, all of us. But, but I felt like God broke my trust at some stage. And I'm not willing to step out on the water again. Because when that happened to me, I was like, Lord, I, I walk by faith. I'm talking about crazy faith. I have a gift of faith in my life. I go, fly places have no money. I've done that a lot. That's just one little story of a million. I said, Lord, how am I meant to trust you now again if you dropped me this one time? If any of those things, everything that I spoke about tonight, if that resonated with your heart, and especially if you're here tonight, actually I want to ask this first. Let's just close our eyes. If you are here tonight and you realize that you've stepped away from your relationship with God, maybe not away from church, Maybe not even away from reading your Bible, but you realize that your heart has grown cold towards the Lord. That you turn your heart towards Him. I want to just give this opportunity to recommit to Him tonight. If that's you, if you know that you're not in a right place with God, just quickly put up your hand. I want to pray for you. I see hands going. I see another hand going up. Just be bold tonight. Just put up your hand if that's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you, Lord. Eleven. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just all pray together. Um, yeah, actually, I just felt like the Lord said that, you know, the angels don't get revelation. They work by um, what they witness. That's why it's called the great cloud of witnesses. Uh, and, the, and the saints. So if that's you, I really, I want you just to put both hands in the air. I want to, you to stand up. I want you to make yourself known. Just surrender everything. And let's just pray together. Father God, tonight I surrender all. Lord, I leave every offense that I've had with you at your feet. Forgive me of my pride of thinking that I would be a better lover than you. Father, where I've grown cold in my heart, I pray that you send your fire. I choose right now to commit myself to you, body, soul, and spirit. Fill me, Lord, 
possess me with love. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just give God a shout. Woo! It's time for the prodigals to come home. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. I say more. Let perfect love, perfect love, perfect love envelop right now, Lord. All trauma and fear. Fear of death, Lord, that that be broken now over this nation, over every individual here. There's more people just come up to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Release your glory, Lord. Release your glory. All trauma to loose this body right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Continue on. Did you want to pray now? Did you want to take offering now? Or you want to wait? Okay. Thank you, Papa God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can we can do it just now, can we? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.